Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park of Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. Um, I'm B, and I'm here with Marcus. Yo. <laughs> hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to continue reading the screw tape letters. This is going to be chapter four, five, and six, I think. Um, before we get started, though, there's a couple of things that I wanted to jump back to. Yeah, yeah. You know, after we pressed stop last time, we were like, we were like what about this? Mm-hmm. What about this? So mine was, there was this one part where he was talking about praying and how he was so like angry at the person that you're basically making somebody up in your head that doesn't even exist. And it's so interesting. A therapist told me that once and it was like, Hmm. what are your hopes and expectations for that person? And then who's actually standing in front of you? Yeah. Like one thing you complain about, uh, maybe complain's not the the right word, but you one thing you say is uh, your family's mad at somebody that you were when you were 14. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, you, yeah, you got to not let that that version of who they once were, whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, the one thing I thought was like uh, how many times I was just kind of, I wasn't zoning out, but just I had to intentionally flip the words like when he's like, um, the enemy is actually God in this. Yeah. Because it's a the demon pers- talking about yeah, it. Yeah. Flip the perspective. Yeah. I caught myself a couple of times, but then it was interesting. You keep having to flick, flick it. That's funny. I was thinking yeah, yeah. that too. Um, my final thought about this is when we read all of it, it'd be interesting to go to chat, be, t- chat bot and uh, insert these one by one and just like say, what is the theme of this one? And mm. then just do a summary that way. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, if I had a laptop, I, w- I would have done that already. I was thinking about that, but sad. now oh, I just do it for the end. So that'll be interesting because, yeah, there's a lot of like good themes and like you could like he, he wrote this as a novel so you can enjoy it and whatever, but like it'd be cool to see the distilled idea of each one of these. Yeah, it's funny in English class. I remember when they used to do it and I was like, why? Like, that's what you get out of this. There's like a 
yeah. a message behind the story about an ant? What? <laughs> well, maybe we need to push ourselves and like uh, our thought, and then not rely on the chatbot. But like, Ooh, so we we we, we 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 read it again quickly, and then we can write one sentence. What did we distill from it, and then put it into a chatbot, and then see what it says. Yeah, I mean, even in the last one, I was talking about how I feel like it's like the insecurity speaking. So whether you think yeah. it's a demon or an angel or yeah. you know the voice inside your head, it's insecurities kind of coming out and yeah. projecting onto this other person. In. yeah so, yeah, yeah very interesting um carry on i suppose okay chapter four my dear wormwood the amateurish suggestions in your last letter warn me that it is high time for me to write to you fully on the painful subject of prayer you might have spared the comment that my advice about his prayers for his mother's proved singularly unfortunate that is not the sort of thing that a nephew should write to his uncle nor a junior tempter to the undersecretary of the department. It also reveals an unpleasant desire to shift responsibility. You must la learn to pay for your own blunders. The best thing where it is possible is to keep the patient from serious intention of praying altogether. When the patient is an adult recently reconverted to the enemy's party like your man, this is best done by encouraging him to remember, or to think he remembers, the parrot-like nature of his prayers in childhood. In reaction against that, he may be persuaded to aim at something entirely spontaneous, inward, informal, and unregularized. And what this will actually mean to a beginner will be an effort to produce in himself a vaguely devotional mood, in which the real concentration of will and intelligence have no part. One of their poets, Coleridge, has recorded that he did not pray with moving lips and bended knees, but merely composed his spirit to love and indulged a sense of supplication. That's exactly the sort of prayer we want. And since it bears a superficial resemblance to the prayer of silence, as practiced by those who have very far advanced in the enemy's service, clever and lazy patients... <laughs> There's a dog fooling around in the background. So. Uh, since we stopped anyways, I just keep thinking of, I've been to some churches where, yeah, it's like, the pastor's up there and it's like he's praying but he's not well even you know like it's like that like kind of fake but he's yeah i don't yeah i went to a catholic church and it was sit up sit down repeat after me <laughs> yeah. and very like yeah i don't think repeat anybody said that anybody said anything that wasn't already written down and yeah. scripted for them yeah yeah that is an interesting one too um like there are reasons for why it's done like that like you know not everything's like ill-intentioned mm -hmm. like like you know, people Simplicity. used to not be able to read. I mean, so memorization. Then, yeah, exactly. So you do easy Song. things and... Mm -hmm. But whatever. Uh, very interesting. That is exactly <clears throat> the sort of prayer we want. And since it bears a superficial resemblance to the prayer of silence as practiced by those who are far advanced in the enemy's service, clever and lazy patients can take can be taken in by it for quite a long time. At the very least, they can be persuaded that the bodily position makes no difference to their prayers, for they constantly forget what you must always remember, that they are animals and they do what their bodies do, and whatever their bodies do affects their souls. It's funny how mortals always picture us at putting things into their minds. In reality, our best work is, doing, is done by keeping things out. <laughs> if this fails, you must fall back on a sub- sublet misdirection oh a subtle misdirection of its intention whatever they are attending to the enemy himself we are defeated 
but there are ways of preventing them from doing so. The simplest is to turn their gaze away from him towards themselves, keep them watching their own minds and trying to produce feelings there by the action of their own wills. When they meant to ask him for charity, let them instead start trying to manufacture charitable feelings for themselves and not notice that this is what they are doing. When they are meant to pray for courage, let them really be trying to feel brave. When they say they are praying for forgiveness, let them be trying to feel forgiven. Teach them to estimate the value of each prayer by their success in producing the desired feeling and never let them suspect how much success or failure of that kind depend on whether they will or ill, fresh or tired at the moment. Let's pause there. That's very, very interesting because everybody, so in this, they're talking about how feelings are a little bit different and feelings can sway someone easily. Yeah. <clears throat> it's very interesting because, I mean, Top G always talks about how it, like, who cares how you feel? Who cares how you feel? Who cares how you feel? <laughs> and it's so, like, even in the moment, like, I mean, I don't want to get out of bed, but you have to, so who cares how you feel? Yeah. You feel tired? Too bad. I don't want to do the dishes too bad. Like a funny thing to do is you take like an epic movie scene and you remove the music. You can have the dialogue and whatever. <laughs> and you know, it's like this heroic cavalry charge and there's not the heroic trumpet trumpet. So it's just like quiet. Just grunting. Grunting. Just men grunting. <laughs> yeah. Slamming things. Um, yeah. There's a point to that, but I forget what that was. Feelings. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, like when like you add the so, background when music. When you add that background yeah. music, yeah, you can get people to feel things mm -hmm. that might not have been Oh, very... 100%. I could take all of the videos <laughs> that I made from, like, the Convoy stuff, and as soon as I add that background music <laughs> on TikTok, it, like, does something to you. <laughs> not that one, but... <laughs> I've always said that that's why they do, like, worship in church, because it's, like, a community thing, and it unites you, and you're all, like... I would sit goes first. See chanting. Oh no. Um, okay, carrying on. <clears throat> but of course the enemy will not meantime be idle. Wherever there is prayer, there is danger of his own immediate action. He is cynically indifferent to the dignity of his position and ours, as pure spirits and to human animals on their knees. He pours out self knowledge in quite shameless fashion. But even if he defeats your first attempt at misdirection, we have a subtle weapon. The humans do not start from that direct perception of him, which we unhappily cannot avoid. They have never known that ghastly luminosity, that stabbing and searing glare which makes the background of permanent pain to our lives. If you look into your patient's mind when he is praying, you will not find that. If you examine the object in which he is attending, you will find that it is a composite object containing many quite ridiculous ingredients. There will be images derived from pictures of the enemy as he appeared during the discreditable episode known as Incarnation. There will be a vagar, perhaps quite savage and puerile, images associated with other two persons. There will even be some of his own references and of bodily sensations accompanying it, objectified and attributed to the object revered. I have known cases uh, where what a patient called his god was actually located up into the left corner of the bedroom ceiling, or inside his own head, or in a crucifix on the wall. But whatever the nature of the composite object, you must keep him praying to it, to the thing that he has made, not to the person who has made him. 
You may even encourage him to attach a great importance for the correction and improvement of his competent object and to keep him steadily before his imagination during the whole prayer. For if he ever comes to make the distinction, if he ever consciously directs his prayers not to what I think thou art, but to what thou knowest thyself to be, our situation is, for the moment, desperate. Once all of his thoughts and images have been flung aside, if retained, retained with the full recognition of their merely subjective nature, and the man trusts himself to completely to the completely real, external, invisible presence, there with him in the room and never knowable by him as he is known by it. Why, then, is that incalculable, is that incalculable may occur? In avoiding the situation, the real nakedness of the soul in prayer, you will be helped by the fact that humans themselves do not desire it as much as they suppose they do. There is such a thing as getting more that they bargained for. Your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. Uh, you want to scroll back up for a sec? Uh, stop. Okay. Uh, there's the one line in there. But whatever the nature of the composite object, you must keep him praying to it, to the thing that he has made, not to the person who has made him. Uh, that's interesting. Like, uh, I feel like most of the time when I feel like God or something, it's like when I see nature, it's just like, whoa, holy shit. Um, but there is a very distinct feeling of that, like pride that when you build something that happens and then like, yeah, you build enough thing and you be feel like a God, I suppose. It's just an interesting little warning. I really like the way he said it is all. Yeah. But in this, I think they're talking about like, if you're praying to a cross yeah, and saying that like God's in the cross and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you pray to anything, you yeah. pray to any type of idol that you've made or yeah. Whether it has purpose behind it, spiritual or not, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, danger. Okay. My dear Mr. Wormwood. This is chapter five, by the way. It is a little bit disappointing to expect a detailed report on your work and to receive instead such a vague rhapsody as your last letter. You say you are delirious with joy because the European humans have started another of their wars. I see very well what has happened to you. You are not delirious, you are only drunk. Reading between the lines in your, in your very unbalanced account of your patient sleepless night, I can reconstruct your state of mind fairly accurately. For the first time in your career you have tasted that wine which is the reward of all our labors the anguish and bewilderment of the human soul, and it has gone to your head. I can hardly blame you. I do not expect old heads on young shoulders. Did the patient respond to some of your terror pictures of the future? <laughs> Did you work in some good self-pitying glances at the happy past? Some fine thrills in the pit of the stomach were there? You played your violin prettily, didn't, did you? Well, well, it's all very natural. But do you remember, Wormwood, that duty comes before pleasure? If any present self-indulgent on your past leads to the ultimate loss of the prey, you will be left eternally thirsting for that draught of which you are now so much enjoying your first sip. If, on the one hand, by steady and cool-headed application here and now, you can finally secure his soul, 
He will be yours forever, a br brimful life chalice of despair and horror and astonishment which you can raise your lips as often as you please. So do not allow any temporary excitement to distract you from your real business of undermining faith and preventing the foundations of virtues. Give me without fail your next letter a full account of the patient's reactions to the war. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So that, so that we can consider whether you're likely to do more good by making him an extreme uh, patriot or an ardent pacifist. There are all sorts of possibilities. In the meantime, I must warn you not to hope too much from a, hope too much for, from a war. Of course, war is entertaining. The immediate fear and suffering of humans is legitimate and pleasing refreshment for a myriad of uh, toiling workers. But what permanent good does it do to us unless we make use of the brimming of it for bringing souls to our father below? When I see the temporary suffering of humans who finally escape us, I feel as if I had been allowed to taste the first of a rich bouquet banquet and then denied the rest. It is worse than to not have tasted it at all. The enemy, the true or tr the enemy true to his barbarous method, methods of warfare, allow us to see short misery of his favorites only to tantalize and torment us, to mock and to mock the incon, uh, incessant hunger which during the present phase of the great conflict his blockade is immediately imposing. Let us therefore rather how to use, let us therefore think rather how to use than to enjoy this European war. For it is certain tendencies inherent in it which are in themselves by no means in our favor. We may hope for a good deal of cruelty and un <coughs> uh, uh, unchastity, but if we are not careful, we shall see thousands turning in tribulation to the enemy, while tens of thousands who do not go so far as that will nevertheless have their attention diverted from themselves to values and causes which they believe to be higher than themselves. I know that the enemy disproves many of these causes, but that is where he is so unfair. He often makes prizes of humans who have given their lives for causes, he thinks bad on the uh, monstrously sophisticated ground that the humans thought them good and were following the best they knew. Consider, too, what undesirable deaths occur in wartime. Men were killed in places where they knew they might be killed and to which they go. And if they are at all 
or and if they are at all of the enemy's parties prepared, how much better for us if all humans died in a costly nursing homes amid doctors who lie, nurses who lie, friends who lie, as we have trained them, promising life to the dying, encouraging the belief that sickness excuses every indulgence and even... If our workers know their job, withholding all suggestions of the priest, lest it should betray to the sick man his true condition. And how disastrous for us is it that the conventional remembrance of death which war enforces, one of the best weapons, contented worldliness, is rendered useless. In wartime, not even a human can believe that he is going to live forever. I know, I know that... Scabtree and others have seen in wars a great opportunity for attacks on faith, but I think that view was exaggerated. The enemy's human partisans have been plainly told by him that suffering is an essential part of what he calls redemption, so that a faith which is destroyed by war and pestilence cannot re really have been worth the trouble of destroying. I am speaking now of diffuse suffering over a long period such as the war, will produce. Of course, a precise moment of terror, reverence, and physical pain. You may catch your man when his reason is temporarily suspended, but even then, if he applies to the enemy headquarters, I have found that the post is nearly always defended. Your affectionate Uncle Screwtape. <clears throat> so I feel like this one's definitely centered around fear. There's some fear for sure at the beginning and even when throughout. he was talking about like did you show him pictures of the future and like Yeah, at the beginning that one caught me. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, like uh this is something that we were even talking about last night. Like, oh man, I don't ever want to become a Christian because it's the end times. Like I don't wanna make that choice over my soul because it's like now I'm in the end time, so now I'm forced into a pickle, and it's this choice out of fear. And maybe that's even what this guy, like, with the nephew was saying, where it's, hey, no problem, like, he's he's going to become a Christian, and it's fake, so, like, here's just a war thing. And yeah. I've always said that, like, we had somebody come and stay with us once, and they were like, yeah, my, my brother had passed away, but right before he died, he asked me to come in and pray for him, and I knew right then and there that he was saved, and God forgave and I was like, but doesn't it say in the Bible, specifically, you just, you can't ask at the very last minute, like, you, it can't be a last ditch, like, oh, now I believe because I'm dying, like. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, um, yeah. The other interesting thing in here, and this is more of a 40k reference, but this whole concept of, like, uh, well, war uh, might not be the good long-term thing like maybe they're like maybe contentness where they can get up to all types of debauchery is better mm. um, there's a very specific army where they're bad guys but ultimately their goal is to like make it not that bad because if the bad guys win then it's bad for a long time but they still want to end it where it's like they're still bad guys but they're trying to just not be completely evil evil it's just ended in a different way a more controlled way yeah and, but anyways yeah that one was interesting um yeah it's interesting what they said about the like wars being a great opportunity for attacks on faith because then people would doubt that there's a god or whatever but the enemy's human partisans have all been plainly told by him that suffering is an essential part of what he calls redemption so a faith that which is destroyed by war or pestilence can't really have been worth the trouble of destroying yeah very interesting yeah <sighs> okay.
Okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> Chapter 6. My dear Wormwood, I am delighted to hear that your patient's age and profession make it possible, but by no means certain, that he will be called up for the military service. We want... Can we pause, actually? So, um... Yeah, like... Uh, do we remember when this was written? Was 1941. This... Okay, so this was during World War Two. then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... I really hope that this, like, expands my vocabulary or something, because this is very difficult to read. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness. Okay. Um, I am delighted to hear that your patient's age and profession make it possible, but by no means certain, that he will be called up for military service. We want him to be in the maximum uncertainty so that his mind will be filled with contradictory pictures of the future, every one which arouses hope or fear. There is nothing like suspense and anxiety for barricading a human's mind against the enemy. He wants men to be concerned with what they do. Our business is to keep them thinking about what will happen to them. Your patient's will, of course, could have picked up the notion that he must submit with patience to the enemy's will. What the enemy means by this is primarily that he should accept with patience the tribulation which has actually been dealt out to him, the present anxiety and suspense. It is about this that he is to say, Thy will be done, and for the daily task of bearing this that the daily bread will be provided. It's your business to see that the patient never thinks of the present fear as his appointed cross, but only of the things that he is afraid of. Let him regard them as his crosses, let him forget that. Since they are incompatible, they cannot all happen to him, and let him try to practice fortitude and patience to them all in advance. For real resignation at the same moment to a dozen different and hypothetical fates is almost impossible, and the enemy does not greatly assist those who are trying to attain it. Resignation to present and actual suffering, even where the suffering consists of fear, is far easier and usually helped by this direct action. An important spiritual law here is involved. I have explained to you that you can weaken his, his prayers by diverting his attention from the enemy himself to his own state of mind about the enemy. On the other hand, fear becomes easier to master when the patient's mind is diverted from the thing, fear, the thing feared to fear itself. Considered as a present and undesirable state of his own mind, and when he regards the fear as his appointed cross, he will ine inevitably think about it as a state of mind. One can therefore formulate the general rule, in all activities of mind which favor our cause, encourage the patient to be unselfconscious and to concentrate on the object, but in all activities favorable to the enemy, bend his mind back on itself. Let an insult or a woman's body so fix his attention outward that he does not reflect. I am now entering into the state called anger, or the state called lust. Contrarywise, let the reflection, my feelings are now growing more devout or more charitable, so fix his attention inward so he no, no longer looks beyond himself to see our enemy or his own neighbors. As regards his more general attitude toward the... Oh, as regards his more general attitude toward the war, you must not rely too much on those feelings of hatred which humans are so fondly fond of disgusting in Christian or anti-Christian periodicals. In his anguish, the, patin the patient can, of course, be encouraged to revenge himself by some vindictive feelings directed towards the German leaders. 
that is good so far as it goes, but it is usually the sort of melodramatic or mythical hatred directed against imaginary scapegoats. He has never met those people in real life, and they are lay figures modeled on what he gets from newspapers. The result of such fanciful hatred are often most disappointing, and of all humans in the English and of all humans, the English are in this respect the most deplorable milksops. <laughs> <laughs> they are creatures of the miserable sort who loudly proclaim that torture is too good for their enemies, and then give tea and cigarettes to the first wounded German pilot who turns up at the back door. Do what you will, there is going to be some benevolence as well as some malice in your patient's soul. The great thing is to direct the malice to his immediate neighbors, who he meets every day, and to thrust his benevolence out to the remote circumference, to the people he does not know. The malice thus becomes wholly real, and the benevolence largely imaginary. There is no good at all in inflaming his hatred of the Germans if, at the same time, a pernicious habit of charity is growing up between him and his mother, his employer, and the man he meets in the train. Think of your man as a series of concentric circles. He will be the innermost, his intellectual coming next, and finally his fantasy. You can hardly hope at once to exclude him from all the circles, everything that smells of the enemy, but you must keep on shoving all of the virtues outward until they are finally located in the circle of fantasy, and all the desirable qualities inward into the will. It is only in so far as they reach the will that they are embodied in habits and that the virtues are really fatal to us. I don't, of course, mean what the patient mistakes for his will, the conscious fume and fret of the resolutions and clenched teeth, but the real center, what the enemies call what the enemy calls the heart. All sorts of virtues painted in the fantasy or or approved by the intellect or even in some measure loved and admired, will not keep a man from our father's house. Indeed, they may make him more amusing when he gets here. Your affectionate skirt tape. Um, two thoughts. It is interesting how much about the war he puts in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't imagine how much going through it would affect you and what you're writing and stuff. Um, the, the other one is that last little bit about just virtues and stuff and fake virtues and virtues that uh, society is said that are not actually real mm-hmm. yeah very very interesting just very relatable to today where you get these people who are yelling about like the virtue of killing babies yeah as if that's a good thing it's like yeah you know we, we women's rights you know we we could have a conversation that it could be a necessary evil we could have that conversation but it is not a virtue it is yeah. not pride is not a virtue these things are not virtues and they're these fake things that like you know you they're all high and mighty and they think that they're better than us mm-hmm. when when realistically yeah, it yeah. will make you more entertaining when you get to hell yeah. because everybody and the theory is just like what a joke yeah. Like and I mean I've thought that too about some people in, in the church where it's like you guys are, like I know the conversations you have and if you believe that you have a God, He also knows. Like you yeah. know that right? Like just he, the logic behind that is just like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah, this is a really good book. Thought provoking. Thought provoking for sure. Um. Okay. Well. Cool. Um. I guess catch us next time for. More story time. Chapters 7, 8, and 9. Um, thanks, everyone. Adios.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 